Welcome to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church Podcast, where we bring you weekly sermons that uplift your soul, strengthen your spirit, and praise the Lord. Whatever your reason for listening, we're grateful for you spending your time with us. May God open your heart to love and your ears to hear. The first reading is from Zephaniah 3, 14-20. Sing, daughter of Zion, Shout aloud, Israel, be glad and rejoice with all your heart, daughter of Jerusalem. The Lord has taken away your punishment. He has turned back your enemies. The Lord of the King of Israel is with you. Never again will you fear any harm. On that day, they will say to Jerusalem, do not fear, Zion. Do not let your hands go hang limp. The Lord your God is with you the mighty warrior who saves. He will take great delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. I will remove from you all who mourn over the loss of your appointed festivals, which is a burden and reproach for you. And at that time, I will deal with all who oppress you. I will rescue the lame and I will gather the exiles. I will give them praise and honor in every land where they have suffered shame. At that time, I will gather you. At that time, I will bring you home. And I will give you honor and praise among all the people of the earth. When I restore your fortunes before your very eyes, says the Lord. The word of God for the people of God. I invite you to remain standing for a reading from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 3, verses 7 through 18. Then John said to the crowds who came to be baptized by him, You children of snakes, who warned you to escape from the angry judgment that is coming soon? Produce fruit that shows you have changed your hearts and lives. And don't even think about saying to yourselves, Abraham is our father. I tell you that God is able to raise up Abraham's children from these stones. The axe is ready at the root of trees. Therefore, every tree that doesn't produce good fruit will be chopped down and tossed into the fire. And the crowds asked him, then what should we do? He answered, whoever has two shirts must share one with one who has none. And whoever has food must do the same. Even tax collectors came to be baptized, and they said to him, Teacher, what should we do? He replied, Collect no more than you are authorized to collect. Soldiers asked, What about us? What should we do? He answered, Don't cheat or harass anyone, and be satisfied with your pay. The people were filled with expectation, and everyone wondered whether John might be the Christ. And John replied to them all, I baptized you with water, but the one who is more powerful than me is coming. I'm not worthy to loosen the strap of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. The shovel he uses to sift the wheat from the husks in his hands, and he will clean out the threshing area and bring the wheat into his barn. But he will burn the husks with a fire that can't be put out. 
With many other words, John appealed to them, proclaiming good news to the people. This is the word of God for the people of God. Amen. Reverend Abby Coker tells the story of a young woman named Christine. And Christine wanted to become a dancer. And Christine knew exactly the source of her inspiration. She was inspired by having been to a performance by a very famous dancer named Rose. Christine was mesmerized by Rose's feet and hands and the way Rose moved with her partner and the smile on her face that she had when she danced that lit up the entire hall. Christine remembered the way that Rose seemed completely absorbed by the music and the movement when she danced. Because Rose was so completely in the moment with her entire mind and body and spirit that her eyes showed her joy. Her mouth radiated with a smile. Her feet could do anything in the world and they could spin. They could jump. They could twirl. The dance brought Rose to life, and it brought the people that were watching it to life as well. It wasn't the fame, it wasn't the lights, it wasn't the stage that drew Christine's admiration. What Christine was drawn to was one simple thing, joy. The joy that was found in Rose's body from deep inside her heart. Rose danced to the joy she found in the rhythm of the music. Joy was in the way the music's rhythm matched her movement. It was in the muscles and sinews of her body. It was way in the way the audience was mesmerized with her, hanging on her every turn and twist and jump. There's something about joy that draws us in and makes us look closer. To be joyful is to have complete freedom to be where we are, like there's nothing else going on in the whole world. Rose, the dancer, had found such freedom. She was free to be completely absorbed in every detail and in each moment as it came her way. And Christine saw it, and she wanted to be like that. What is it that completely absorbs you? What is it that you get lost in? Where have you found this kind of freedom in your life? Maybe it's playing your favorite sport. Maybe it's tending your garden. Maybe it's singing or making music or painting or taking photographs. But whatever it is, I imagine that when you are doing the thing that gives you the most freedom... Others see joy in you, just as Christine saw it in Rose. Over the years, Christine's dream to become a dancer grew, and then one summer she learned that Rose's tour company was coming to the town where she lived, and she would have a chance to see Rose perform again, and so she resolved a way to find time to meet the woman who had inspired her dream. And she went to the performance on the final night of the show, And when the performance ended, as people found their way to the exits, Christine found her way to the stage. By that point, the auditorium had cleared out, and there were a few people around, 
And then Christine all of a sudden found herself alone with Rose, a moment she hadn't so much as dreamed was possible. But the words began to come out of her mouth. How do you learn to dance like that? How did you actually become a dancer? After a few years of wanting to ask, she waited and listened to Rose answer. Well, I had quite a few lessons, and I studied under some of the most established dancers in the country, and all of that was a big help in the beginning. I learned all the techniques any beginner, any novice would, but the truth about my dancing, do you want to know the truth? Do you think you will be able to believe the truth? And Christine fumbled around the words to say, I want to know, keep going. Thinking she had come this close and wasn't about to miss on the secret, Rose said, the truth is that I started to dance the way I do now after I had been through a very hard time with many days of nights and despair. It was like living in a tunnel that seemed to grow more and more narrow every day. My life was overtaken by addiction, and there came a day when I had to decide if I wanted to live. I'd gotten to the bottom. And that day, I decided to tell myself that if I'm going to live, I'm going to dance. And I'm going to do something that takes everything that I have to give. Christine didn't know what to say in the silence, but Rose's words picked back up when she took a deep breath and said very quietly, and I've said that to myself every day since. True joy doesn't grow in solitude. It keeps company with those things in life that are hardest to talk about, and in many ways, the experiences that seem farthest away from joy, because joy is right there alongside our pain and our hurt and our disappointment. Because when you hear someone tell of a real place of joy in their life, it's usually alongside a story of hardship or struggle or about waiting and watching with faith. When we hear the prophet Zephaniah, like many of the Old Testament prophets, speak to God's people, they know they are beloved, but they also know that they are not in the happiest of circumstances. They're facing exile, disruption of families and life and worship. They have, in great measure, brought upon themselves as God beckons them towards repentance. Yet in the midst of all this chaos and confusion, Zephaniah fulfills and reminds the people of God's promise. God is persistent in working out salvation for God's people. And they have something to sing about. And they have something to give thanks about. Sing aloud, daughter of Zion. Shout, O Israel, rejoice and exult with all your heart. A time of celebration is on the way Forgiving God all of our praise, the Lord has taken away the judgments against you. The King of Israel is in your midst. You shall fear disaster no more. And Zephaniah brings that joy, that treasured word of hope to God's people in captivity, telling them that they will sing and that fear will not drown out their songs. Because after exile, because after captivity, after hardship, after struggle, even in the midst of persistent sin, with God, joy is possible. Joy is coming. 
Rose says, if I decided I was going to live, I was going to dance. Of course, what the world sees is how much I love dancing. But every morning I ask myself the question, would I dance the same way if I really hadn't gotten to the bottom? If I hadn't had such despair? And I tell myself, no, I know that I dance the way I do because of the tragedy that took hold of my life. I wouldn't wish it on anyone, but I wouldn't be who I am without it. Christine asked, so you dance out of joy, but also out of pain? And Rose replied, yes, from both, always. And the amazing thing is that what comes through in the end is joy. That's what I get so absorbed in. Absorbed by joy. Advent is a time of preparing to be absorbed by joy. And the first one to show us what it looks like to be absorbed by joy is God. When God's joy takes hold of us, Zephaniah says, He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will renew His love. He will be quiet over you. He will exult over you with loud singing. It is God's joy that will bring us home. And it is God's joy that will bring salvation to the world. To be people who celebrate in the way God does and who share God's joy with others, we have to be open to disappointment and hurt. Maybe you are experiencing joy, but maybe it is joy in the midst of pain in your life. Maybe something you once knew as joy has become a place of disappointment. And if this is a season where you are experiencing more hardship than joy, then rest assured that it is God who seeks to be in your midst. God wants to reveal God's joy to you. Maybe there is someone close to you in your life whose life you see joy revealed. Maybe this is the season to tell them. Advent is a time when we see and watch and wait in faith for God's joy revealed in human flesh. If this was the one and only time she was ever going to talk to Rose, Christine wanted to tell her one thing. Your dancing brings me life. Rose smiled slowly as the words sunk in. Do you know what brought me back from addiction? I hoped there would be people like you who would be brought to life by my dancing. And because you've told me this tonight, I know now so many years later, that my hope is true. Christine said, I want to be able to do for others what you have done for me. And Rose reflected for a moment and said, well, then, let others see your joy in your dancing. Let your dancing be your joy. Become the joy that brings others to life. May God give us the hope during this Advent season. May God give us the light this Advent season. May God give us the peace this Advent season. And may God give us the joy now and evermore. May God bless us, each and every one.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And you should go out into the world, go with joy, and go with this blessing. May the peace of Christ go with you wherever he may send you. May he guide you through the wilderness, protect you through the storm. May he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders he has shown you. May he bring you home rejoicing once again into our arms. And may the love of God, the peace of Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forevermore. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church Podcast. We hope that you have found our podcast helpful and hope to be in ministry not only to you, but with you. For more information about Sandy Springs United Methodist Church, please visit www.ssumc.org. Until next time, may God bless you.